Hey friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you slow down and live in rhythm with Jesus. I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and I'm joined by our executive director, my best friend of 41 years, Bill Holbrook. Good afternoon. And our co-founder of Sequel, storyteller extraordinaire, and my lovely wife, Kelly Shelton. Hey guys. And I'm gonna be honest, it feels a little off. Can't put my finger on it. I think it's because Josh is not here. It does feel a little weird without him. Listen, you just have to know something about Josh right now. He's somewhere making a great cup of coffee, watching some documentary, and having some futuristic deep thought about the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's at least when we're recording this, it's almost two o'clock, so I can assure you he is making an afternoon cup of coffee. Uh, speaking of which, I was in. Uh, Naples, Florida, not too long ago. Oh, my word. November, Naples, Florida. Uh, Yes, please. Yep, take it. Uh, But they have a a great coffee shop called Narrative Coffee Roasters, uh, and I had the best Mm. cup of coffee I have had easily in a couple years. It was Ethiopian. It had all those floral notes. It was smooth. It was just... How was it? How was it brewed, Tim? Oh, this pour over. Okay. Pour good over. pour over. That's good. Oh my word. It was so good. And, um, Chemex V60. I mean, uh, Chemex. Okay. Yeah, good. It was Chemex. And, uh, so I took it and I actually went over to the beach. I watched the sunset. I totally had a, a moment. It was, Hey so let's guys, say, I'm going to be honest. I don't get it. I don't. What do you mean? You, you know, what, you what guys you spend so much brain space <laughs> on coffee and it's not even good. Get me a gas station. Cappuccino. Uh, hey, Tim. I am all set. <laughs> Listen, not everybody is perfect. Okay. So, <laughs> My worldview right now is shattered. I don't know how to recover from this. Listen, <laughs> okay. true, honest okay. question. Do you think less of my wife right now? It Just marginally. Just marginally. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Kelly. Love you, Kelly. In all seriousness, and you know this, Coffee plus Jesus equals life to the full. 100%. Kelly, so hold on. Let's just pause real quick for those out there that are listening. Okay. They go, Kelly doesn't like coffee. Kelly, what do you, what do you drink like for in the morning to wake, wake up, up and like enjoy life? Hot water with lemon. Okay. Tim, <laughs> would you like to move on? Speaking of coffee, <laughs> Josh makes pour over coffee at two o'clock, but he also makes it every morning before he spends time with yeah. Jesus. It's it's actually something we have in common. I just put, I push the Mocha Master. I'm lazy. Um, I need it right away. And he does the whole the whole thing. It's part of how he settles before God. And I just, I love that part of his journey with Jesus. Yeah. So when you hear us talk about this word settling, for those of you that are wondering, what we're referring to is settling before Jesus. And this is Sounds simple, can be really difficult. It's the practice of eliminating all the external noise and movement in our world. It's, it's this idea of being still. And the goal there is that your inside, your soul, your emotions, your heart can line up with your outside. They can be congruent there. They can be the same. That your soul is clear and ready to hear from and then surrender to Jesus. A question we get a lot is, well, how much time does this take? 
And that our response is, great question. Uh, <laughs> it, it really depends on what's going on in your life. I mean, this morning, for instance, I went in my, my study to, to, to settle, and my two-year-old jumped in and wanted to draw in my journal. I have a page for him. It's, it's Jonathan's mm-hmm. page, and he always draws on it. Mm-hmm. So it took me longer to settle today. Yeah. Kelly, how long does it take you to settle in the morning? You know, as I continue to practice it, it takes less and less time because mm-hmm. it feels like it's a muscle that needs to be worked. You know, when I think about settling, I think about the mason jar. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great word picture. The mason jar uh, is something we use at some of our, our sequel Refresh and Encourage experiences. And it's a really easy picture of you get a nice clear mason jar and you put some river water in it with some dirt and some rocks. And if you shake it up, the whole jar swirls and just becomes a black thing of muddled mess that you can't see through and it's swirling and it's bubbling. If you let it settle and sit long enough, it gets clear. And the the picture and the analogy we like to bring there is when we sit still and silent, our hearts, our brains, everything in our soul slows down and comes to a stop. And when that happens, we can see clearly. Yeah, I've got a mason jar in my office, a couple actually, but um, some of them have mold on them now. Actually, <laughs> That's a different uh, river. That's a different river, yeah, but um, I do that often. I, sh- I shake it up, especially when I'm feeling anxious yeah. or unsettled, and it's just a great visual reminder. Um, we all have different processes or, you know, routines, rhythms, whatever you want to call it, of how we do this. Kelly, how do you settle in the morning? Uh, I have to put my phone in a different place. That's hugely important because that is something that is dinging and ringing and uh, yelling for my attention. And so kind of going off to a space where I'm not looking at the piles of things at my countertop and my laundry and going to a certain place on the couch or a certain chair where I am away from all those things that are calling to distract me. But So the first thing you do is you... Do you turn it off or do you just put it away? I just, it needs to be in a different room. Yeah. Okay. There's actually a lot of research on that, on how a phone even being on a table or in the room, a device, phone, iPad, computer, uh, even if it's in the same space as us, that it calls our attention to it. That's exactly where my brain was just going. I'm thinking about settling this morning. I'm like, the phone was on the table and it's calling. I was slightly anxious Yeah. as I was. Yeah. You, know. you can't fully unplug. We're like tethered yeah. to this thing now, right? And so you can't fully unplug. And so I'll grab it to go, wait, what time is it? How, mu- how yeah. much time until I have to get the girls up? Or, you know, what, what was, what do I have tomorrow again? And it's, then you just end up f- five swipes deep. So, Bill, what do you do when you settle in the morning? Yeah, it's funny as we talk about phones uh, because I actually use my phone to settle. So it's, it's just different personalities yeah, and the sure. different That's way things do it. I know it is. That's <laughs> wrong. No, I'm teasing. Uh, now, what I do is I put it on airplane mode because that's that's the easiest thing for me to do. I have an app on my phone called the Pause app that I sit down and I have this little, it's it's literally like a three foot by five foot closet that I made into a little study. It does not have my work stuff. It does not have my work computer. It does not have anything in there, but a table, my Bible, and my journal and my mason jar. So that's in there. So I do a, a pause app um, and it's a, a one minute pause where I'm kind of forced to settle and align my thoughts with what God wants in that moment. And then beyond that, I read scripture until I feel in my heart that I'm I'm slow enough and still enough to listen. Yeah, I, I, do, I don't do the pause app, but 
the basic idea is I do the same thing. Take a couple deep breaths. Yeah. I actually open my palms to God yeah. as an act yeah. of surrender, that kind of thing, um, and begin the settling process. And we know um, that it's such a huge part of developing intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. And he he modeled, uh, mm-hmm. maybe in the Bible it's not called settling, but he modeled getting away into the quiet, into the solitude. Uh, we talked about that a little while back with Tim Bolke. Um and uh, and so Jesus modeled it, so we think we should do it, and we think it's such an important part of our relationship that we made it the focus for this month's uh, podcast and our free online experience called The Daily Rhythm, which, friends, you can check out at thedailyrhythm.org. And uh, it, it's a big, it's a really big deal. Um, so uh, Kelly, Bill, uh, I think it was couple weeks ago, as of this recording, Josh and I were finishing up one of our experiences at Haven, and we uh, were, we were actually teaching settling at this experience, and so we just decided to sit down and push the record button and have a conversation about this, and it, it kind of went all over the place. Uh, we dove in a little bit to Josh's story. Uh, we paused, made some amazing coffee, <laughs> tried not to get it on our laptops and, and on the recording equipment, and all that kind of stuff. And, and we just dove deep into his story. And in it, guess what came up? Settling before Jesus. And uh, so it was such a great part of the conversation that I just, I want you to hear it. Um, so listen to what Josh has to say about how he settles before God each morning. One of the things in our journey that has been so helpful is our text thread, the Fantastic Four. <laughs> and the chase for freedom. Right? That's right. So uh, we have this text thread called the Fantastic Four and the Chase for Free and Light. And it's me, you, and Bill, and our buddy Adam. I think that's going to be an episode all in itself someday, right? I sure hope so. Yeah. yeah. But the reason I bring it up is these slow changes, they didn't happen on your own. No. My changes in my life, my spiritual dream, they didn't happen on my own. They won't happen without you and Bill and Adam and so forth. And we have had this text thread now for, I think it's been six years. Every single morning for six years, there is an understanding that when you get up and spend time with Jesus, you will text the group two words. All in. All in. And that has become so meaningful for us. So what I want to ask you is, what do those two words mean to you? Um, so, so what it means, at least to me, and I think collectively to the four of us, is that we have intentionally set aside time to get alone, solitude, mm-hmm. to get quiet, silence before the Lord, to settle so settling our mind, our body, our, our soul, spirit. And I, I think metaphorically, the best thing I can picture, mental picture, is open hands. Meaning, God, I'm here, not out of duty, because you've met me here before. And so I'm here again. Mm-hmm. What do you have for me? And Jesus, I'm all in. I'm all in. You've got everything. You have all, you have all of me. You have my attention. There's no distraction and it's just us. 
I think of those words, you know, we use these, we use this phrase chasing after Jesus. And I think of those words like, I am all in and I am going to run as fast as humanly possible to you. I am going to intentionally be still, which is like the laying down of my weapons in my pursuit of you. And I'm just going to do whatever it is you want to do. One of the things I admire about how you pursue Jesus is that in your spiritual rhythm, I think of the four of us, you are the best at settling. It, it, not that that's like a badge that you need to put on your backpack or yeah. you know anything like that. Could it be? Sure. Yeah. You you win you <laughs> win the badge. It sounded weird to say, and it sounded weird to hear, and so that was just my awkwardness. Yeah, right, yeah. But truthfully, as we teach people to slow down and listen, learning how to settle, when we just did this with nine nine guys this weekend. The whole weekend was really about learning how to settle and things like that. You embrace that. And I think you get it at a level that I'm still trying to figure out. Actually, I want to dive into this just a little bit, because I think it'll help our listeners, especially as they maybe join us for the daily rhythm or they come to an experience or whatever the case is. When we say the words settle, what is it that you mean? Yeah. So I would say my disclaimer to all of this is really, I'll, I'll give it away at the, uh, what you normally would come at the end right now. If I can do this, I believe anyone sure. can do this. Um, yep. I'm, I always want to be moving, always want to go and I'm always on to the next thing. So that's, that's what I mean when I say, if I can do this, you can too, anyone can too. Sure. But when you ask the question, what does settling mean? Um, it, it is the intentional setting aside of our desires for God's the intentional creating of space, the intentional stillness. I mean, and I mean that like physically mm-hmm. and uh, the intentional opening up to be like, okay, I, I, I am at a place physically, mentally, and hopefully spiritually to where I can be all in and now, God, what do you want me to know? So you're trying to put yourself in a physical, mental, and heart condition to mm-hmm. hear from God. Eliminate distraction. Yeah, eliminate distraction is a big one. How do you do that? Yeah, uh, for me, it's it's taken a while to figure out, and I feel like it evolves. And I know you guys know that because we talk about that. But um, initially, I would sit there with my phone which I thought was normal. And I learned pretty quickly that it's, <laughs> it, 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 it is normal, sadly, but yeah. maybe there's maybe, a better way. Maybe that's not the best yeah. choice. So, so really, honestly, practically, we've talked about this before in other conversations, but I, um, the first thing I do uh, after I, I wake up, um, I, I brush my teeth, and that's just a personal choice. <laughs> but, but here's the odd thing. Then I make coffee, and people are like, Gross. But it's just my thing. Um, I, I make coffee slowly and intentionally. So not gross because it's coffee, gross because you just brushed your because teeth. Because I just brushed. I've got mint, I've, <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. So I go downstairs with my minty fresh breath. Yeah, there alone. You, okay, there you go. Uh, usually the sun is just coming up or hasn't come up, uh, depending on the season. And uh, we're coffee kind of nerds. And, and maybe nerds is the wrong word. Let's we, be, wait, let's be honest. Snobs. 
snobs is a great word. Um, coffee you. snob. So um, if you're into coffee, it's pour over coffee for me. And if you think, just think about this for a second, you cannot make a great cup of pour over coffee unless you're fully present. And I've tried mm. to scroll through mm-hmm. a Twitter feed mm-hmm. while trying to pour coffee and do all the things like weighing and grinding and boil. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so um, God has been gracious <laughs> enough to be like, hey, dummy, just do one thing at a time. Yeah. And so it's a slow continuation. I make that cup of coffee and it takes somewhere between five to seven minutes. And then I move to a spot or what I call my spot. Mm-hmm. And it changes based on the season. It could be the rocking chair outside. Um, now with the seasons changing and changed, it's the couch inside the window. What you're about to engage in, you just got to have some discipline to it. Yeah. Some intentionality to it. What you're intentionally doing is going to the rocking chair as an example. And what are you going to do when you sit down in that rocking chair? To, to settle. We could talk for, you said we could talk for hours about some things. We could talk for hours about what happens when your phone is the first thing you look at when you wake up. So that's a conversation for Future another time. podcast. Yeah. So since that's not part of the equation, um, it's me, coffee, and wherever I'm sitting with what Bible, what the Bible talks about is that hunger and that thirst and for everybody listening, I am describing the best days. Sure. They're not all like that. So you talked about discipline, mm-hmm. discipline being a continual effort towards something. There are days I'm, hi, my name's Josh and I'm a human. It's been hard to not think about all the things I have to do during the day. And so I've actually built that into a ritual that happens after this time. Um, and I'm a couple months actually into that. The next thing to do is just become aware of like, where I am, mm-hmm. who I am, and maybe this is the Christianese, like whose I am, right? You know, so hi, my name is Josh. I'm a child of God, and He loves me and is pleased with me. Cue the music. Yeah, um, but the uh, something we teach and show and guide people here. We guide people on how to do this a little bit, and there's no hard and fast way. Everybody's sure. different, but for me, there's some intentional breathing that happens. And if you're thinking like, oh, this sounds like you're maybe heading down a meditation route, um, yes and no. Um, but there's something that happens we've talked about, like physiologically, when you slow down intentionally the way you breathe, right. you're focused on it. And like we talked about a few minutes ago, I am trying my best to not try, if that makes sense. I'm trying my best to not try to right. do anything. Just to be present. I just want to be present in this moment, knowing over experience that this moment is going to inform the rest of my day. If your aim is to apprentice to the person of Jesus, that is the only way it works. And I, I know you can say this from experience, so can the other guys and countless others now who are experiencing this too. Everything on the other side of that in the next 10, 15, 20 hour, whatever, is so much more rich, so much more meaningful because of the way you entered into it. That's right. That's why, I mean, that's why we talk about this and put so much emphasis on you have to settle because it's a very first things first. That is pure gold.
So good. Oh, my word. Like, as the words were coming out of his mouth, I'm like, thank God we are recording (laughs) this right now because he summarized so well all of the things that I personally believe about settling. And I love what he said. Like, he said in the beginning, like, we're just trying to create some space. Yeah. Like, when's the last time you've just had some space to just be? And then, and I love how he finished at the end. It's sort of a first things first, and it informs the rest of our day. And I can tell you, we can tell you, because we're in relationship with Josh, that this one thing has set him up for success over the last five or seven years as he pursues Jesus. Uh, And we've seen his life totally transform because you know, he's, he's adopted this practice of settling before Jesus. Absolutely. I love that he talked about setting, you know, that time he's like, it's setting aside our desire for God's. So it's just asking him, you know, God, I want what you want. So what do you want for me? Yeah. That surrender is a, I actually think that's sort of the point of settling sort of absolutely you know laying everything down um bill i think you said like eliminate distraction well think about it if you're if you're surrendering you're not just surrendering your emotion in that moment or your desire you're surrendering your physical body you're surrendering your surroundings you're surrendering your phone (laughs) you're surrendering all of those things to walk into that environment with no distractions so you can tune out the noise yeah i wonder just me thinking out loud but I, i think there's some truth to this. I wonder if because we go into our time with Jesus with an agenda. Here we go. <laughs> right? If, if because we go in with an agenda, we all have our own agenda. If when we don't like the outcome, either his silence or we don't you know, hear the thing we want to hear or whatever, I wonder if that's what creates some of the discontent and disconnectedness in us. Yeah, I think that uh, that line I've heard before from John Eldridge is, I give everyone and everything to you. And that's, we'll get to this a little bit later, but that's something for me that's meaningful because I am the president of the I Have an Agenda Club. You guys can be the vice presidents, but I- <laughs> Treasurer. I'm a little bit of a control freak at times. And to, to Wait, say pause. that- I said mo- most little, of the time. You said a said, little bit of a- <laughs> Step one is admitting. 41 uh, years, people. <laughs> But to me, that that line of I, I give everyone and everything to you, that's why I start with that pause app. That's why I start with that because it it allows me to have that mantra, which is not you know meditation, it's, it's interacting with Jesus of I'm laying this down right now because I have to surrender my agenda. Yeah, Kelly, what do you think? Where, where is the role of breathing in settling? Because Josh, I asked him the question about meditation or yoga, or he brought it up, I forget, but... Uh, he said it was kind of sort of like meditation, Uh, breathing. Talk about breathing for a little bit. I mean, does anyone else walk around feeling incredibly anxious, right? I think that there are times when we can look at our schedules and think of the day before us and we're feeling completely overwhelmed or our mind is racing. If our heart isn't, our mind is. And so settling your body and slowing down your breathing and allowing you to focus on being present, that's something that we don't often do in our day. And so when we are sitting before God and do that, it, al- it allows us to prepare our hearts and our mind for our time with Him. 
and the science behind what breathing does yeah, to and your it, brain. And that's where, I mean, you can read book upon book on Amazon or any any journal article on as you breathe. I mean, this is calm. This is headspace. This is all these apps, why they are so popular right sure. now. Because the science behind it is when you can intentionally slow down your body and your mind, you can become fully present. Now, we here around this table say fully present with Jesus. Yes. Like that's that's kind For of the sure, thing yeah. that we add to the that. Caveat. But that practice is a scientific practice that leads to a spiritual practice. And and athletes have been doing this for years. Oh yeah. Right. You watch if you anybody's uh shooting a free throw in basketball, you know, they spin the ball a couple of times, take a couple of deep uh, couple of dribbles, and then you see it every time. Yeah. They take a take a deep breath. You see it people in a in a critical moment in a big game, whether it's tennis or golf or whatever the case is. Sport ball. Sport ball. <laughs> I literally do not know what sport ball is. <laughs> it's, it's, ball? No, it's the non-sports person version of sports, right? We're talking about basketball, baseball, tennis, football. It's uh, sport ball. Way to reach every demographic <laughs> what I do. of our audience. That's build. what I do. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, yes, I mean, athletes have been doing this for years. So have musicians. I mean, if you're backstage and you're about to go sing a song, I mean, I, you know, I've seen Josh do it for years. I did it a little bit. Take, you take that deep, you know, that deep breath. Yeah. I think that's where that physical can lead to that mental clarity, right? That's what we're talking about here. And when we can do that and settle appropriately, that leads to the ability to hear from Jesus. When we can sit there and we're, we're physically calm, we're physically quiet, well, then we turn inward and then we have to figure out how to, how to calm that water of being mentally quiet in order to connect with the one who loves us and cares for us and has this amazing life for us. So Kelly, when you get the opportunity to sit down with somebody one-on-one mm -hmm. and you get to guide them towards or teach them about settling, what are the first couple things that you tell that person? I think it's important to have something to write with because when you're about to settle, you're going to think of all the things you actually need to do that day. Yes. And so you need to set aside your to-do list and maybe write those reminders down. And I think the next thing would be, you know, to make sure that you're disconnected from your phone and, and all of those things that are, are yelling for your attention. And I think the last thing is to surrender your agenda to lay down what you're hoping to hear or feel or have answers to and really allow it to be what God has for you in that time. Yeah, those words, Jesus, I want what you want. I repeat those so often. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we, we talk about this idea of settling, uh, I just want to read a, a quick quote on what the output can be, right? Like as we sit there with Jesus, this is uh, one of our, our team's favorite authors, Ruth Haley Barton, a book called uh, Silence and Solitude, a uh, really fun book, and, and I say fun in air quotes. <laughs> uh, but this is a, is a quote she has in there talking about the idea of that mason jar and what it looks like. It says, the image of the jar of water helped me identify where I was, but it also captured my longing and desire to go somewhere else, to be still long enough so that the swirling sediment could settle. I recognize an invitation to be still and know. This is that emotional and me mental settling. This invitation to be still and know beyond my addiction to noise, words, people, and performance. It captured my desire for something more and different, something beyond the head knowledge that no longer sustained my soul. When we settle, we have that ability to move from what we know about God 
to being with God. And that, man, that's a practice that if we did that all the time. That changes everything. It, it does. It changes everything. That's Again, that's why it's such a focus. It's sort of, I love what Josh said, it's a first things first. If you're going to spend time with Jesus, settle first. Please settle first. Um, yeah, my, my whole conversation, guys, was awesome with Josh. I mean, we went deep into his story uh, as, you know, the worship leader at three mega churches and the highs and the lows and some of the failures that came with that, his ministry burnout. Um, we touched just a little bit on how he nearly lost his life and his family and ultimately how he found health again. So friends, if you're listening, I can't urge you enough to check out the full interview. We're going to release it on the next episode. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to be notified when it's released. All right, friends, it's time for our favorite part of the podcast three things we love is our chance to spread a little joy into your life by telling you about three things that we have recently discovered and absolutely love and we think you will too we're not trying to promote anything we're just simply saying hey we love this it's something uh, that we think you will too so without any further ado bill holbrook give us something you love yeah there's a lot of things i love uh the one I'm going to focus on today aligns with our topic. You heard me mention it twice. It's the Pause app, available free online for Android and uh, Apple users. Uh, it's uh, by John Eldridge and his ministry, Wild at Heart. Uh, it's a one, three, and five-minute pause that has some some guided scripture and guided thoughts. And really the goal, it helps me personally settle almost every morning. Yeah. I, I love that you can actually uh, trigger reminders. Yeah. Uh, mine, I think, is at 10.50 and at 1.50, and they're like three-minute little pauses. So uh, I, according to the app, I'm about 68% uh, on it. Like, I do it 68% of the time. So, I mean, I know, that's a solid D plus, right? I didn't know there were statistics. <laughs> there now now statistics. you piqued my interest. You're welcome. Ouch. Thank you. All right, Kelly, uh, it better not be fresh eucalyptus again. It Tell is, us what you got, girl. It is not. Mine is for all of the non-coffee lovers in the world, all three of us. And <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, this is something that, yeah, blows my mind every time. It's called golden milk. And it's actually a drink that is... Um, I wish you could see Bill and I. I know. <laughs> There's so much disappointment at this table. I love you no matter what, Kelly. It's a turmeric You're drink. You're a sister of Christ. <laughs> it is warm, delicious goodness in a cup. You can make it done. Non-dairy, mix it in with coconut milk, almond milk. I've actually heard people just rave about this, so I got to back you up on this. We did an experience, and part of one of the elements was a pour-over coffee experience where me and Bill and Josh were geeking out, and Kelly brought golden milk. I'm saying it right. You are, okay. yes. All right. Uh, and made it for a few people, men and women, and they raved about it. So Absolutely. there's some health benefits to it, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, turmeric helps with inflammation. There's like black pepper in it. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. <laughs> All right. So since Josh isn't here, I get to be part of this. And listen, friends, if you're listening, I just need to tell you one thing that is just true about me. There's a little bit of bouginess. You can say it, though. A, a little? little? 
I'm just trying to be honest. There is. I like nice stuff. Hey, thank you for being honest. I'm That's the step to vulnerability. Real. All right. A so little. here's my thing I love. And I legit like adore this thing. So a company called Fellow has a coffee grinder and they named it Ode. O-D-E. I'm not going to lie, people. It's not cheap. I think it's like 300 bucks. But let me just tell you, it is sleek and it's matte black and it's quiet. So I don't wake up the kids in the morning. Stop looking at me that way. <laughs> I love this thing. It's got 31 grind settings and it's intuitive. When you put the beans in there, it, it like stops grinding when the last bean is ground. It's just. So it's a smart grinder. Sort of. Okay. Good. Yeah. I, like I, I mean, it's not like, you know, there's no app. Or, I don't think there's an app to it or anything like that. But I mean, literally, like I used to have to take my grinder out in the garage, put a towel over it, grind it, and it was still loud enough to wake up my family. And now this thing is just like a, a low hum. And it's so the Ode Grinder by Fellow, it's not cheap. It's a little bougie, but I'm fancy like that. <laughs> So, so we have golden milk, a grinder, and a tool to help you settle in the pause app. That's it. So there you have it, friends. Three things we love and we think you will too. We're going to put all the links in our show notes and you can check them out. We hope this brings a little joy to your life as you pursue Jesus. So friends, thanks for joining us for this episode of Free and Light. Would you do us a favor? First, Hit the like button and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear what you have to think about this podcast and how we can make it better. And second, if you know someone who would really benefit from this conversation, would you share it with them? Let them in on this conversation and share with them this one amazing truth that Jesus came to give us life to the full, a life that is free and light. Until next time, friends, seek well. Free and Light is a podcast of Sequel Ministries. At Sequel, we believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to support this podcast, visit us at sequel.org slash donate.